either Don is mad at Adam, Adam is mad at Don, Tom is mad at Don, Tom is mad at Adam, Adam is mad at Tom, Tom is mad at Don and Adam, Adam is mad at Don and Tom. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. It's a Brandt's Rants edition. We have our Super Bowl 56 all set up. I want to talk about Tom Brady's retirement or lack thereof. Some interesting thoughts on the coaching search. And as these two Super Bowl teams get going, I'll share some some thoughts I have about their philosophies, dealing with those issues in the past, dealing with these teams in the past give you a real inside look at the two teams headed for L.A., one staying in L.A., playing the Super Bowl. Before we get to that, first a word from Cuts Clothing. Cuts Clothing is something I wear for personal, for leisure, for business. It's there. It has totally revolutionized and traditional outdated categories. Their material is their own fabric. It stands the test of time. It's a patented fabric. It doesn't shrink. It doesn't peel. It doesn't fade over time. And it's insanely soft. It's perfected the art and science of men's shirts. You can throw one on, look great, without even thinking twice about it. Cuts is designed for modern tailored fit. They're insanely comfortable. I wear them all the time. Cuts has essential for looking sharp, like tees, hoodies, polos, and more. You can stop bouncing between brands now and just stick with Cuts. So join hundreds of thousands of guys like me who've made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with Cuts. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash BOS, business of sports. That's cutsclothing.com slash BOS. You get 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Okay, let's start with speaking of looking clean and fresh all the time, Tom Brady. Tom Brady just finished another season, 22 of them now in the books. About to turn 45, and after the game last weekend where Tampa Bay lost to the Rams, some interesting quotes, quotes about losing time with family, you'll never get that time back. These are kind of the first time we've heard that. We know how much of a sacrifice he makes, how hard he works, and what gets left behind is probably family time, but we haven't heard it in those direct words. So Going into this week, you got to feel like, yeah, it's kind of time for Tom Brady. It's gonna t- he he's probably gonna hang it up. And then lo and behold, Saturday afternoon, sitting around on a slow day, Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington of ESPN tweet out, "He's done. Tom Brady's retiring." And of course, the hallelujahs for him, and the hosannas, and the retrospectives, and the tweets. Uh, Uh, praising Tom Brady went fast and furious because we know how Twitter moves fast and furious. The cycle is very quick. And within 20 minutes or so, uh uh-uh, maybe not. We have uh, Tom Brady's father telling a reporter he's not retiring. We have Tom Brady supposedly telling the Bucks nothing. Bucks have no idea if he's retiring or not. His team, you would think they would know. And no word from Tom Brady. So, And then a word from the key player in all of this. So I'll talk about Don Yee is Tom's agent. Don says something about, you know, we have a lot of advanced speculation, but we're not going to announce anything. It has, everything's going to come from Tom and nothing came from Tom. So where are we? We are thinking that Tom Brady will retire, but it will be on his own terms. It won't be through ESPN. Interesting side part of it is sort of the inside the media part, which I know about from being in media, but also being in football, is that 
Adam Schefter, the insider extraordinaire for ESPN, is a good, close, trusted friend and confidant of Don Yee, agent for Tom Brady. So with that relationship, it would seem odd that Adam would jump the gun with this news. In other words, it would seem like, okay, Don was talking to Adam. They're very close. Don says Tom's going to retire on Saturday. Here's when you can go with it. Now, for Adam to do this without Don's uh, go-ahead in terms of timing, which means Tom's go-ahead in terms of timing, would seem quite odd. It would seem quite odd that that would happen. That's where this whole thing doesn't make sense. We could say, well, they're just waiting for social media, waiting for Tom to do it. But Don and Tom are very close, and Don and Adam are close. They're obviously, they're client, attorney-client. They're good friends. And of course, Don and Adam are very close. So where we are coming out of this news, non-news on Saturday is either Don is mad at Adam, Adam is mad at Don, Tom is mad at Don, Tom is mad at Adam, Adam is mad at Tom, Tom is mad at Don and Adam, Adam is mad at Don and Tom, but there doesn't seem to be all on the same page for any of them. Don Yee either leaked the information to Adam too early, Adam leaked it too early for Don, both leaked it too early for Tom. So there's quite a backstory here. It'd be interesting to find out what really happened with Saturday afternoon, January 29th news going out, going down the way it did. All right. Tom Brady has a weekly podcast or serious radio thing with Jim Gray. It's happening tonight. Again, this is Monday the 31st. He may announce his retirement tonight after you hear this, or maybe before you hear this, but after I'm recording this. So we wait to see. I think Tom Brady will retire. I think Aaron Rodgers will move to another team. That's what I've been saying all along. So the NFC will look a lot different at quarterback. And we'll talk about the 49ers quarterback situation in a minute. Okay, that's where we are with Tom Brady. And speaking of Tom Brady, he takes care of himself so well off the field, as I try to do. He has shattered myths about longevity and aging for athletes, athletes' age. And, you know, I'm a bit older than Tom Brady, and I always am into health and fitness as well. So our partner now on the podcast is someone I'm really excited about with his athletic greens, because AG is something I use every day. I started taking it because I wanted to make sure I got my greens, even if I wasn't eating right, although I try to eat right. And I take it with scoop and water every morning when I'm working out hard. I'll do it in the afternoon as well. So it costs less than $3 a day. It's, it's cheaper than getting all the supplements yourself. It's an all-in-one nutritional insurance. It also helps with sleep quality with sleep recovery, with mental clarity, alertness. It uses the best of products based on science, constant third-party testing, and it's recommended by athletes as well. I'm not a professional athlete, but I'm an age grouper, and I think it is important. It was created when the founder experienced gut health of his own and didn't want to go through the supplement routine. He created Athletic Greens, and it is a one-stop shop. So... Right now, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu season and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash BOS. Again, athleticgreens.com slash BOS, business of sports. Take ownership of your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I do, and you should too. Back to the rants. Let's talk about the Super Bowl teams. Okay. First, Cincinnati. We see this happens in basketball a lot. It doesn't really happen that often in football, but it does in basketball, where one or two transitional, transcendent players can turn around a whole franchise. We know what the Bengals looked like two years ago. They got the number one pick. They were the worst team in the league. They get the number one pick. They take Burrow, Joe Burrow. They have an, another season where Burrow gets hurt. They get the number five pick, I think it was. They take Chase, Jamar Chase. Those two players have transformed the offense. They've done a nice job with free agency. They brought in Trey Hendrickson from the Saints. They brought in Awuzie, the corner. They brought in B.J. Hill, made a huge play yesterday from the Giants. Done a nice job. And then, of course, they have re-upped with Mixon. Uzama's a nice tight end. They do have weaknesses on the offensive line that they have to address this offseason. But so far, so good. Opportunistic defense and good offense. The Bengals are the Cinderella underdog story of the playoffs, but they don't see it that way. That's the key. Everyone said, well, if they lose to the Chiefs or certainly if they lose to the Rams in the Super Bowl, it's a great year nonetheless. True. But they're not throwing. They're not going to see it that way. They're all in. They got something about him. Burrow's special. He's got a preternatural calm about him. I like the way he uh, carries himself, let alone plays. He's got some of that Aaron Rodgers, and I know I'm biased towards Aaron, but he's got some of that sort of wryness to his being, this sort of coolness, Joe Cool, uh, and nothing seems to phase him. Nothing seems to phase him on or off the field. Interesting thing about the Bengals from a full hop, from a front office point of view, they've been the cheapest team in the league for a long time. Back as an agent, when I was an agent almost 20 years ago, they were the toughest team to deal with. They didn't pay. They didn't spend on scouts. They didn't spend on facilities. And they certainly didn't spend big on players. Seems like they've loosened the purse string some, like I mentioned, signing free agents like Awuzier and Hendrickson. Um, they're obviously going to have to pay Burrow, but not for a while. Thanks to the CBA, they don't have to pay him until a year from now. So here we are. They're in the Super Bowl. Amazing. Mike Brown, the owner's general manager, owner, he does all the deals. Him and his daughter, Katie Blackburn, I dealt with many times. You know, I remember those league meetings all the time. Jerry Jones, other big money, big market owners like Stan Kroenke, although he's not vocal, was in, in their in face of Mike Brown, like basically saying in so many words, you're just collecting your check for one thirty second, like everyone else. You're not marketing your team. You're not aggressively uh, selling your team like we are. And Mike Brown would always fight against any initiatives that sort of went to, um, to, to, to less revenue sharing or any initiatives that went favoring the big market teams. He was the sort of the small market guy, the guy sort of railing out against the machine. He was very uh, combative in his quiet style. And he drew the ire of owners, like I said, like Jerry Jones. So now to see them on this big stage is just amazing. They are the polar opposite of the flash and dash and owned by multi-multi-billionaire Rams. Let's get to them. A couple things on the Rams. One, they have a philosophy of all-in, win-now, which I have been 
opposed to the entire uh, season. I just don't believe in it. You see my record from Green Bay, a draft and develop team that believes in sustained success, that believes in no quick fixes, that believes in team building for the long term. And the Rams kind of throw water on that. They basically, they have mortgaged their draft picks, two for Jalen Ramsey, two for Matthew Stafford. Their next top number one draft pick is in 2024. They gave up way too easily, in my opinion, a second and third round pick in this coming draft to Denver, which I think Denver will use towards getting Aaron Rodgers or try to, uh, to get Von Miller. Von Miller's an aging linebacker. He's good, but he's not what he was. And he had a pending contract. They only got him for this time. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, so they gave that up, second and third round picks. And then the dead money doesn't bother them. They get rid of players that they gave huge contracts to. Jared Goff, $24 million of dead money. Uh, Brandon Cooks, $21 million of dead money. They, they, they go. They just do it. And, of course, they left behind St. Louis. We've talked a lot about that. Stan Kroenke, the owner, it's the feeling of St. Louis which ended in a settlement that he was hell or high water getting out of St. Louis and going to LA where he had already bought real estate. And the stadium is just part of a whole real estate uh, uh, environment out in Inglewood. And when you have that money, he's married to the Walton family and Walton. I mean, <laughs> it is the polar opposite of Mike Brown and, and the sort of small town thinking of Cincinnati. This is the big town. This is Jerry Jones lobbying for Stan Kroenke to be in L.A. because it's going to be so big. And here we go. In the Super Bowl, on their home field, we'll debate. It's not going to be like 49ers half and half. Cincinnati won't travel as well as the Niners. But on their home field for the second year in a row, that's amazing. Tampa last year and this year never happened before. So Rams and Bengals. I'll talk more about the game part of it next week. But you couldn't have a more... Uh, stark contrast of styles mike brown sitting in you know looking like he's wearing the same clothes he bought in 1968 and stan Kroenke and and the, the rams the other thing about the rams is that's interesting is you know fortune fortune i mean they they let the bucks come back last week they uh they dropped an interception 49ers did against the Rams that could have sealed it for the 49ers. And then another thing about the 49ers, Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo is really supported by his teammates. I'm sure he's a great guy. And kudos to the Niners for keeping him as their starter all year when they went all in on Trey Lance, their future quarterback. Well, here we are. You know, that was it. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty sure that was it. He threw the last pass yesterday. It was an interception sealed the game. He's done. And it was a nice run, extremely good run, a, a game away from the Super Bowl this year, in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Uh, Jimmy G had a great run, but now they're going to look to trade him and see what they can get for Jimmy G. Trey Lance is going to be their quarterback. They mortgaged the future, two first-round picks for this guy. Uh, with the Rams, it was two first-round picks for their starting quarterback. With the 49ers, two first-round picks for their future quarterback. And we move to the Trey Lance era. Okay. You know, New Yorkers, talk about that sports betting's in New York. Now they've bet $150 million first week in sports betting. As hot as sports betting apps are, there's a new app that's El Fuego in New York. It's called Masterworks. It gives you access to one of the most exciting investments on earth. That is art. 
Not many people realize blue chip art prices have outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1995 to 2021. That's because if you could afford a Picasso yourself, you'd probably already be rich. But thanks to Masterworks, you can invest in Hall of Famers like Warhol, Monet, Banksy, and you don't need millions to do it. 320,000 people have signed up. They get priority access with Masterworks game day promotion. Log on to masterworks.art slash BOS. Again, masterworks.art slash BOS for business of sports. See important disclosures at masterworks.art slash BOS. Masterworks.art slash BOS. I'll say it again, masterworks.art slash BOS. What a way to buy art through an easy and consumer-friendly way that this is. Okay, one more rant. I want to talk about the coaching searches. A couple things stand out. One is the Raiders. Uh, we are on the precipice of the Raiders, not only hiring a new GM from uh, New England, Dave Ziegler, but also hiring the coach from New England, Josh McDaniels. It's a stunning turn of events from John Gruden to Rich Bisaccia, who was favored by the players. That didn't seem to matter to ownership, to firing Mike Mayock, the general manager, and now bringing in this duo from the Patriots, trying to replicate the Patriots' success in Las Vegas. A little surprising couple things. Bisaccia, as I said, did have the ear of the players. That's why it makes a little bit of a surprise why they would go away from that. The other thing, of course, is that Jim Harbaugh. Um, he's expressed interest in perhaps returning to the NFL. That has been out there, and now we know he has interviewed with the Minnesota Vikings. So there is a clear interest in being back in the NFL. A couple teams I thought might be interested. One was the Bears, because there's some history there playing there. But the other was the Raiders, because Mark Davis gave John Harbaugh, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh, his start in the business, in coaching. I mean, Harbaugh was a GA for a while, but he really started with the Raiders way back in the early 00s, and that got him on his coaching path. I didn't know if there was an interest from the Raiders or vice versa towards the Raiders from Harbaugh. That would have been one you expect a little more, and same with Chicago and maybe the Dolphins because of – Stephen Ross's close attachment to Michigan. I visited Michigan with my kid. Everything's named Stephen Ross out there. But Ross did have a comment that I'm not going to take Michi take this guy away from Michigan, but somebody else is. So I guess he doesn't care too much about that. Anyway, the coaching searches and hirings go on. The one I've noted considerably with all my talk about Aaron Rodgers is Nathaniel Hackett going to the Broncos. Of course, there you start connecting the dots, as people have for a long time. There's no coach on the Packers staff that was closer to Aaron than Hackett. Aaron really admires and likes Hackett on and off the field. We'll see if the dots line up there. Uh, then we talk about what's going on in Chicago. Uh, the GM from the, I'm sorry, the GM from the Chiefs and the coach from the Colts. We'll see the, how that matches up. A lot of changes in the NFC North, especially if Aaron leaves. And then, of course, the Vikings hiring a guy with an analytical background. He's got a Wall Street background doing derivatives. That's a good thing, getting new blood into the league. And, of course, they interviewed Jim Harbaugh. We'll wait and see what else happens around the league. Coaching search going slower than ever, which is a good thing. Spend the time, take the time, do the brain picking, 
That's what teams are doing. Hire the GM first, as they did in the New York Giants. And just like Las Vegas is now going to be New England West, New York Giants is going to be Buffalo South because they hired a coach and GM straight out of Buffalo. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports. I've got the premium site going now. Uh, I've got my newsletter, andrew-brandt.com, but I've got the Sports Business League, where you can hear from me every day. We're going to have weekly interactions with instruction and roundtables. So if you're into this stuff, if you want to get in the business, if you want to learn about the cap, the contracts, the whole business of sports, football, everything else as well, go to andrew-brandt.com slash SBL, slash SBL for Sports Business League. There you can sign up to be part of my daily group. Okay? Twitter, Andrew Brandt. Instagram, Andrew Brandt 2. Clubhouse, ADB719. Thanks to my producer, Brian Neal. Apple Podcasts. Rankings, comments are appreciated. If you would, share the podcast with a friend. Give us a good rating if you would. I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.